The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News. Well, first at five, the fallout of a street takeover in Austin. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Marine. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. This happened Saturday night, bringing traffic to a standstill at Lamar Boulevard and Barton Springs Road, while cars did donuts and people set off fireworks. It also happened at three other spots across town. KXN's Nabil Ramanda joins us live with how it's reigniting concerns about police staffing and response times. Nabil. Thank you. As you know, this is a very busy intersection, Lamar being one of the major thoroughfares through this part of the city. And you can still see the marks left behind from this street takeover, as police are calling it. Now, there were cars and trucks doing donuts peeling out, but it's what police have described as a chaotic scene, this street takeover, as innocent people were trapped in their cars. Now, according to APD, they responded to four different street takeover incidents on Saturday night during these takeovers. APD said the crowd threw rocks and bottles and pointed lasers at officers. Now, one officer was actually hurt. Austin police says the first 911 calls came in at 901, and it took until 946 for officers to actually clear the scene entirely. Council member Ryan Alter spoke with us about the incident earlier. What I think this demonstrates is exactly that, that, that there are is a need that you know when when this event happened there was some challenge i know police getting there because the roads were very blocked off we need a police department our police serve our community they're an important part of our community and it is important for the council to take appropriate steps to make sure that we do have a well-functioning police department now, Mayor Watson sent over a statement about the incident and said one of the other issues for him was the significant wait times for 911 calls. He went on to say he's looking into options for dealing with ongoing staffing challenges in the 911 center. Now, APD said officers did arrest two people for er evading arrest. But again, this is still under investigation. And as you can see, the marks still mark the intersection here at Lamar and Barton Springs. Reporting live, Nabil Ramadna, back to you. All right, Nabil, thank you very much. And as we mentioned, Austin police described Saturday's incidents as street takeovers. Here's how those different from street races. Now, street takeovers involve vehicles blocking an intersection to show off stunts like drifting, donuts, or ghost riding. That's when a driver exits a moving car to dance or perform near the car before hopping back into the vehicle. So think of street takeovers like flash mobs involving vehicles. Street racing is just when several cars actually race on the road or the parking lot. It is an issue Texas lawmakers tackled last session. Two bills, Senate Bill 1495 and House Bill 1315, were signed into law in 2021. Those outlined fines and possible jail time for reckless driving, as well as gave law enforcement permission to confiscate the vehicles in some instances. Now we've got more on those laws online at KXAN.com. The Travis County Sheriff's Department is looking for tips after someone shot and killed a passenger of a car on US 183 this weekend. The victim, a woman in her 30s, was riding in a red truck. This was between 11 p.m. Saturday and midnight on US 183 near Burleson Road. Now, police think someone may have seen something and might not have realized it. If you were in that area at the time, call the Travis County tip line or Crime Stoppers.
And we're also waiting to get an update on Sunday evening's deadly shooting in downtown Austin. Someone shot two people last night around 8.30. This was near Red River and East 5th Street. One person died, the second was taken to the hospital. President Biden made a surprise visit to Ukraine today, offering more military and humanitarian aid. This week marks one year since Russia's invasion. Andrew Petromero tells us what promises he made while there. Air raid sirens blared as Presidents Biden and Zelensky walked the streets of Kyiv, the two men visiting the Wall of Remembrance that honors fallen Ukrainian soldiers. I thought it was critical that there would not be any doubt, none whatsoever, about U.S. support for Ukraine in their war against the brutal attack. During the visit, President Biden announcing $500 million in new aid to Ukraine for ammunition, weapons, surveillance systems, and to bolster energy infrastructure that's been a constant target of Russian attacks. American society been from the very beginning of this tragedy, from the very beginning of this full-scale war, from the first days been together with us. The president visiting a war zone required months of meticulous planning. NBC News correspondent Jay Gray is on the border of Ukraine and Poland with more on how the White House pulled it off. And Drew, we're learning a lot more about the president's secret trip to Kiev now. After the transatlantic flight on Air Force One, the White House says he took a 10-hour train ride to get to Ukraine. We also know from U.S. officials that there was coordination between the Kremlin and White House ahead of the president's trip. Russian media is reporting uh, that President Putin himself guaranteed that there would be no strikes while President Biden was on the ground in Kyiv. The visit comes just days before the one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion and as Russia pushes forward with a grinding new offensive. Back at home, some far-right members of Congress criticizing the visit. But President Biden made a point to reassure Zelensky that bipartisan support for Ukraine remains strong. Drew Petromo, NBC News, Washington. Tomorrow, President Biden will give a speech in Poland where he's expected to rally international support for Ukraine's defense. Also tomorrow, President Putin of Russia is expected to deliver a state of the nation speech, providing a stark split screen of a divided world. Well wishes continue to pour in for former President Jimmy Carter. After a series of short hospital stays, the 98-year-old announced Saturday that he would receive hospice care at home instead of additional medical intervention. He's with his wife, Rosalind. Now, the Carters have been married for more than 75 years, making American history as the longest married presidential couple. Leaders from the University of Texas say Red McCombs has died. UT Austin School of Business bears his name. 23 years ago, he and his wife gave $50 million to the business school when it was renamed. And at the time, it was the single largest donation in the history of UT. He was also instrumental in bringing F1 to Austin. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, feeling like spring all of a sudden, even though it wasn't a record high today. Our high temperature in the city of 84 degrees ties with the warmest temperature that we've seen so far early this calendar year. We also hit 84 back in January on January 10th. It has been warm at times this year. 83 still right now live on the Oasis Restaurant Cam under mostly sunny skies over the lake. 81 degrees in Georgetown. We've fallen a little bit into the upper 70s in Travis, Hayes and parts of Blanco 
County. It's also a bit of a bad hair day. We've got gusty southwest winds, which is partially responsible for the big warm-up. Southwest winds still at 23 miles an hour from Austin down the road into Bastrop. Coming up in your forecast, we're tracking some morning fog, when and where that might be most problematic, even warmer days ahead, and when the winds get much gustier. WNBA superstar Brittany Griner is headed back to the Phoenix Mercury. Griner signing a one-year deal with the team that drafted her first overall in 2013. Now, back in December, Griner said in a social media post that she would return to Phoenix after she returned home from being held in a Russian prison. On Saturday, she was listed on the team's roster on the WNBA site. Now, the WNBA has said it will address getting Griner special travel accommodations, such as a chartered flight, because of those security concerns. The Houston Astros have begun spring training in West Palm Beach, Florida. The World Series champs are the odds-on favorites to win it again in 2023. Fan favorite Jose Altuve reported to spring training a few days early before he competes in the World Baseball Classic for Venezuela. Entering his 12th season as the Astros second baseman, Altuve's career is up at the end of 2024. General Manager Dana Brown said that he would like to see Altuve retire having never worn another uniform, indicating he doesn't want to lose him to another team. I've been on my career here and I hope to, to retire here. So I think we are on the same page. Yeah, happy to, to play with my teammates and do something with my fans, like I always say. And the next six weeks will be busy for the Astros as they're only going to have three days off during spring training. Gone but not forgotten, the owner of a local restaurant has passed away. Her family explains how they will work to keep her memory alive. Are the days of free Facebook and Instagram accounts about to disappear? The changes Meta is now testing overseas. And improvements on the way for a Washington, D.C. landmark. The upgrades the Lincoln Memorial will receive in time for America's 250th birthday. Police have made an arresting connection with the weekend murder of a longtime Los Angeles bishop. The suspect, a man, was identified by detectives early in the investigation by some unnamed technical means. His name, though, has not yet been released. 69-year-old Bishop David O'Connell was found dead in the room of a home in Hacienda Heights on Saturday. He had served as a priest and bishop in the Los Angeles area for more than 45 years. Meta is rolling out a new paid verification subscription service for Instagram and Facebook. So the bundle price starts at $11.99 a month and will allow users to get a blue verification badge. In order to qualify, users must be at least 18 years old, meet minimum account activity requirements, and submit a government ID that matches their profile name and photo. Those subscriptions will also include proactive monitoring of for account impersonation. And CEO Mark Zuckerberg said the service will be introduced in Australia and New Zealand this week with more countries to follow. Well, air temperatures in the 80s may have it feeling like spring, but water temperatures out at the lake still looking a little more like winter. 50s still at Mansfield Dam on Lake Travis. The lake, unfortunately, less than half full tonight. Your first warning forecast after this. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. 
The longtime owner and founder of an Austin staple has died from cancer. For more than a decade, the restaurant La Cocina de Consuelo on Burnett has been a community favorite. And our multicultural reporter, Jayla Washington, shares how she turned the American dream into her reality and touched so many lives along the way. La Cocina de Consuelo is a small family business. Its founder just passed away. Now it's with heavy hearts, Consuelo Connie Rodriguez's loved ones keep her legacy alive. We had a little family gathering Sunday after the funeral, and it was so hard because normally she was the one that would do everything. In this place, she loved it much. Y aquí ella podía estar desde las 5 de la mañana hasta las 11 de la noche. When she cooked, she healed people. You could say Consuelo was like the heartbeat of her family. She, she always knew that she would come to this country and make a better life. Her daughter tells me her mom came to the States from Mexico when she was just 14 years old. Starting off as a housekeeper, eventually she started making and selling her home-cooked meals to wealthy families she worked for, first to fundraise for her church. But she eventually realized she could do more, so she saved her money until she had enough to open this place. She instilled hope in people, hope that you could achieve your dreams. With your flower, they're so beautiful. For some longtime customers, the love they feel inside these walls has kept them coming back. Her legacy is going to carry on for many, many years. Though her family might not know all her secrets. We're all going to have to kind of converge together to figure out some of her exactly. recipes. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. And Consuelo catered countless events around Austin over the years. In fact, First Lady Cecilia Abbott says that she is sad to hear about her death, adding, quote, eating at her restaurant always reminds me of eating at my grandma's house. Consuelo is survived by her husband and four children. She was 80 years old. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. After temperatures in the mid-80s in Austin today, it is a very warm and pleasant winter evening, believe it or not. 79 degrees under mostly sunny skies. The Austonian weather cam looking gorgeous. I feel like it's spring all of a sudden. We have flowers popping up. We have a pollen count that's very crowded. Mold is most problematic by far, but we also have ash. Cedar still sticking around. Elm showing up. And look at this. Oak, a sure sign that March begins very soon, showing up in low concentrations the past several days. Warm south and southwest winds bringing in 80s across much of the state this evening. 80s from Abilene down to the valley. 80 degrees in Brownsville this evening as well. We got a few high clouds here and there, but no bad weather. Not much rain even across the entire state. But we do have a couple things going on nationally that are affecting our weather as well. First up, a massive spinning low pressure system in western British Columbia prompting numerous winter storm warnings, even blizzard warnings at your favorite ski resorts in the Rockies and the Pacific Northwest. That one doesn't have much of an effect on us at all, but the next one, a little farther south than that first one, does. Now, ahead of both of these storms, you can kind of see we're in this southwesterly flow. That's a very warm weather pattern in February for us. 
And that's why temperatures, which were so warm today, actually keep climbing for the next couple of afternoons. Tomorrow, here we are in the morning, starting off quite warm for this time of the year. We'd expect 30s and 40s. We're talking 50s and 60s. Tomorrow afternoon, I think it could be even warmer than today. Some middle, even upper 80s, especially out west in the hill country. On Wednesday, this is when you need to get to the pool if you can. We've got sunshine, more of a westerly downsloping component to these winds. We could hit 90 degrees somewhere in the Austin metro and up and down I-35. This, believe it or not, is actually far from a record this time of the year. Just so happens the records this uh, week are quite high, mid and upper 90s. Now, both of those storms kind of clipping us over the next few days. Is there any rain? There really isn't. The closest thing we've got to a rain chance is Wednesday morning. A couple mornings from now, clouds build in, maybe a couple sprinkles here and there. I'm thinking that's most likely in the northern hill country as the storm passes to our north. After not much falls, though, look at that. The sunshine comes back out, and that's the day we almost hit 90 degrees. Rain, nothing really measurable for most of us this week. I think it's still a pretty good time to wash the car. Tonight, low clouds develop and patchy fog is a concern, especially from I-35 eastward. 62 degrees, a little gray to start the day tomorrow, but the warmest day of the year to finish. 86 gusty south winds at 10 to 20. Look at this, 89 now our official forecast with even gustier west and southwest winds on Wednesday. We had a couple slight chances of rain as temperatures drop into the 70s later this week into the weekend. This weekend overall very warm weather with just a few morning clouds and sprinkles each day. Extended 8 to 14 day outlooks into March 6th showing a high likelihood of warmer than normal weather continuing. If you're waiting to plant the spring garden, I think our first freeze by this time has passed in downtown Austin. Higher elevations of the hill country, though, we typically see freezes until mid-March, so hold off. All right, David, thank you very much. For two weeks, an owl that escaped from New York's Central Park Zoo has flown from treetop to treetop, eluding capture and amassing fans worried about its ability to survive alone in the big city. Many wondered if Flacco, a majestic Eurasian eagle owl, would go hungry because he hadn't developed an ability to hunt since he was in captivity. But it now appears that Flacco has regained his killer instincts and is becoming an old hand at swooping down from his lofty perch to feed on the park's bounty of rats. As a result, zoo officials announced that they would suspend recovery operations, at least for now, but they're going to keep a close eye on the owl's health. Flacco has been free since February 2nd after vandals cut the stainless steel on the bird's enclosure. Just ahead, some major changes coming to a landmark that millions visit yearly in our nation's capital. The National Park Service announced today the Lincoln Memorial will receive a $69 million renovation. And as Basil John reports, the upgrade includes the creation of an extensive museum underneath the monument. A new immersive 15,000 square foot museum is coming to Washington, D.C. under the Lincoln Memorial. That allows visitors to look into the undercroft, the unfinished space that, that holds up the Lincoln Memorial as people know it. The nearly $69 million project will allow visitors to learn about the site's construction history and significant historical events. Give them a chance to learn a little bit more about the creation of the memorial and most importantly, the meanings that it's taken on over time. The goal is to also preserve the original architecture under the memorial. The project received funding from multiple donors 
including the National Park Foundation. We wanted to, and our donors wanted to provide the visitors of this, of this great monument with an excellent experience. And that wasn't something that the government funding was likely to be able to achieve on its own. The renovation will be the largest performed on the monument since it was completed in 1922. This is a project that's been talked about for decades, and we're finally have found a way to move it forward. For visitors, maintaining the original architecture is important. It's a very tough balance to both preserve and to refurbish, to you know, maintain the old with the new, but that sounds like a good way to go about it. The memorial will remain open during the construction, which will start in March and is expected to finish by 2026 for the 250th anniversary of American independence. Reporting in Washington, I'm Basil John. All right, the AGT All-Stars Finals begin tonight right here on KXAN at 7 o'clock. And then at 9 o'clock, we have Magnum PI before we're back with KXAN News at 10. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.